0: I'm Roy Lee Lindsay with the North Carolina Port Council, and I want everyone to remember, bacon makes everything better. Our next guest is one of the best players in the Atlantic Coast Conference this season. One of the most improved players in all of college basketball. And he happens to have some famous relatives, too. We'll get to that later. Wake Forest guard Hunter Salas averaged about four points per game over the last two seasons on really deep and good Gonzaga teams. And this year, his first with the Demon Deacons, he's averaging about 18 points per game, which makes him one of the top five scorers in the ACC. A McDonald's All-American in high school, Hunter was one of the most highly recruited prep players in the history of his home state of Nebraska, and he originally chose the Zags over UNC in Kentucky and Kansas and home state Creighton, among many, many others. In the transfer portal last April, he was contacted by dozens of schools before ultimately picking Wake Forest over the Nebraska Cornhuskers. As Hunter joins us, the Demon Deacons are 17 and nine and a strong candidate for next month's NCAA tournament. And, of course, they host number 8 Duke on Saturday afternoon in Winston-Salem, where the Deeks are a sparkling 14-0 and 0 so far this season. Hunter Salas, welcome to the David Glenn Show and the North Carolina Sports Network. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. Let me take you back to the beginning or ask you to take us back to the beginning. Your dad was a college wrestler. And your mom, Jessica, was a college basketball superstar at San Diego State. How many sports did you try when you were a young guy? And what was it that you loved so much about basketball?
1: Um, I would say as a kid, I definitely tried, you know, a lot of different sports. As a kid, I grew up playing basketball, running track, even soccer. Like I did a lot of things growing up, but um, ultimately, like, Around middle school, it came down to just track and basketball. And then, you know, track does wear and tear on your knees. And I was I was growing a lot, so I had to give up track. I was actually really good at track, too. So, um, I mean, it came down to those two, and uh, I chose basketball, and thank God I did. <laughs>
0: Amen to that. True or false, someone once gave you the nickname Bambi when you were a young guy because <laughs> you were so long and lanky, but your coordination hadn't quite caught up with your body yet.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, My high school, I think a couple of my high school teammates definitely were uh, calling me that when I was a freshman. And then I kind of stuck through all of high school with me.
0: A lot of guys have supportive parents on your Wake team and otherwise, but not many have a mother who was a college basketball star. And in your mom's case, she even played briefly in the WNBA as a professional. What's the best way to describe your mom's place in your day-to-day life and does she talk a lot of basketball with you because she's a former player, or does she stick to mostly the traditional mom son stuff?
1: Uh, surprisingly, my mom really doesn't talk much to me about basketball. Like she'll, it was it was a lot more when I was growing up. I'd say um, just helping me with the fundamentals of the game, but now it's just more like go out there and have fun, uh, go out there and play free, go out there and have a lot of confidence. It's not more just like trying to give me pointers and stuff now. It's more just go out there and be you and be free. Wake
0: star Hunter Salas is joining us on the David Glenn Show. I have read that your extended family has other professional basketball players too, although I'm not sure if these folks are like first cousins or more distant relatives. James Harden, of course, is with the NBA's LA Clippers. There's a man named Ron Boone who played in the NBA for a long time, is now a broadcaster with the Utah Jazz. Do you know those guys personally? Um, And if so, you know, have they had any good advice for you as someone who hopes to be a pro basketball player yourself?
1: Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I know them personally. But, um, I mean, like you said, just distant relatives. Um, I know my mom uh, grew up with James Harden's dad. So um, that's kind of how that, like, how that uh, came about. And uh, Ron Boone, I, I hear about him. A lot um just through omaha talk in my hometown so i just know that me and him are related as well so i mean i have a big family i have a huge family so uh, you could probably find a lot more basketball players that's came down the line of uh, my family as well
0: speaking of your huge family i don't know many of the details here but your mom's oldest child is tokyo styles a hairdresser to the stars who has appeared on keeping up with the kardashians and other popular shows i mean does that mean that you already as like a 20 year old man do you have connections around hollywood hunter who are the most famous people you've encountered personally
1: yeah uh my sister definitely uh just growing up she's been a great hairstylist uh me growing up and i do know that she knows a lot of you know a lot of uh, famous celebrities and you know um her name's definitely around hollywood so i mean like i said just a really big family um uh, but a lot, of, a lot of connections for sure.
0: Now, do you take input from your sister on your hair? Because you do have famous hair, man. I know there was that point during COVID that you kind of chopped it all off, and now it feels like it's back. I don't know if this is fully back the way you would describe it, but you have famous hair, and you have a famous hairdresser yeah. sister.
1: Are those two things connected? I, I definitely don't take care of it as much as she would want me to. Um, I mean, I've – I definitely, if she told you my hair is super dry, um, I don't take care of it, it's breaking off. So uh, <laughs> she definitely will tell you a totally
0: different story. Are you cool playing regardless of your hair, or are you one of those people who thinks it gives you kind of superpowers?
1: Um, I wouldn't say just necessarily my hair, but I definitely have, you know, a little superstition. I love to look good, feel good, play good. That's my motto. I always say that. So um, that's definitely something I've, lived by for a while
0: your parents tell a story about you way back when you were in eighth grader and you referenced that a little while ago apparently you went to a tournament with your travel team you barely come off the bench at all you're kind of disappointed and then there's some discussion in your family about whether or not you're going to get serious about basketball were you actually close to giving up basketball as an eighth grader because I know soon after that family discussion obviously you got that personal trainer and then you you know the sky has been the limit since then
1: right um I wouldn't necessarily say I was close to giving up but um I mean there was definitely some uh thought I mean at that time I mean I felt like I worked super hard uh, around that time and um you know I just wasn't seeing the results as a young kid and um I think that was before I you know hit a little growth spurt and started getting a little bigger so um i definitely think things started to click for me around the right time right before i hit high school and then um just got a little extra added motivation and that kind of helped me kick in that uh, hard work ethic that i you know slowly developed so you
0: did get that personal coach a guy named ryan foster this is a long time ago um did you have to like give up video games give up certain types of foods you know spend less time with your buddies was <laughs> Even in that eighth, ninth, tenth year, tenth grade years, like, did you have to completely change your lifestyle to dedicate yourself to basketball?
1: Uh, definitely, yeah. Um, around my middle school era, I was definitely like a, a huge gamer. That's all I used to do is just play the game all day and night. And um, I mean, it was really like, like I had to pick: did I want to be a professional gamer or a professional basketball player? So it was. I mean, it, it, it became down to that. So um, you know, I. I Started to work really hard in basketball, um, started to just watch a lot more film, and then I started to really fall in love with basketball. So um, I felt like that's when I really started to become, you know, a great basketball player.
0: I don't know how much time you have as a junior at Wake Forest to play video games, but do you still tap into those skills and beat your teammates if necessary in video games?
1: Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I I still got it for sure. You haven't
0: lost it. Yeah, you have not lost your touch. I've still got it, says Hunter Salas. I love it. Uh, So you become this most highly recruited high school player in the history of the state of Nebraska. I remember a lot of folks were kind of pushing you to stay at home at Creighton or Nebraska. Your phone was buzzing nonstop. And I even have a buddy that interviewed you when you were a younger guy. And you told him you, you didn't even like the recruiting process all that much. But you end up with scholarship offers from like some of the most famous schools in the history of the college basketball: UNC, Kansas, Kentucky, et cetera. Meanwhile, for folks watching, you know, Hunter's going through all of this at the same time that COVID is happening. So I don't even think he could meet face to face with the coaches. And maybe your only visit was Gonzaga. You can help me, you know, refresh my memory on all these details. But how did you make it through that chaos? and and what ultimately made your first selection gonzaga which of course was and is one of the most prominent programs in the country
1: um i mean it was hard it was a real hard process not being able to you know go to campuses and see it um, in person Um, i was looking at campuses and dorms through zoom calls so uh, I mean, that's hard to kind of get a feel for a school, you know. Um, but ultimately, I made my decision Gonzaga. Um, that was the only school I was able to have an official visit to uh, due to COVID. And, I mean, ultimately, it was a I mean, it was a great choice, I feel like. Um, I went to Gonzaga, and I learned a lot. And um, I got to learn from a lot of great guys like uh, Julian Strother, Andrew Nimhard, a lot of guys that are in the NBA right now. And I felt like that definitely helped develop my game and put me in the position that I am now.
0: Hunter also played in the Elite Eight with the Zags. Hunter played in the Sweet 16 with the Zags. Of course, committed to Wake Forest last spring after putting his name in the transfer portal. Here's one crazy part of your story, Hunter. I mean, before this great success that you're having with the Demon Deacons. Tell me if I get this timetable wrong. But you make a public announcement near the end of March, I'm going to Gonzaga. And the way I remember it, like one week later, Roy Williams, the Hall of Fame coach who tried to get you to the Tar Heels, retired. And one more week later, one of your favorite guys at Gonzaga, Tommy Lloyd, leaves the Zags to take the Arizona job. I mean, if I were your age and I just made one of the bigger decisions of my life and then Roy retires after trying to get me to sign with the Tar Heels and then Tommy leaves after recruiting me to the Zags, my head would have been twisting around. How did you digest all of that?
1: Um, I mean, it was definitely a crazy month. Uh, before, But before Tommy did leave, um, he did kind of let me know that he was uh, going to be taking that job. And uh, he definitely gave me a heads up and was like, um, if you wanted to, you know, come to Arizona with me, that would be fine. But if not, I definitely understand. But he definitely gave me a heads up. And my relationship with Tommy was actually great. Yeah. I love Tommy Lloyd. Uh, he's a great guy. And uh, me and him definitely had a good relationship in my recruitment to Gonzaga. Did we almost
0: see you in the ACC with the Tar Heels? How close was that? Because I know they were one of the uh, last, what, two or three?
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I was definitely close to going to to Chapel Hill. Uh, My mom loved Roy Williams. I loved Roy Williams. Uh, I mean, he recruited me hard. Uh, He had a great relationship with my whole family, all the way to my grandmother. So, um, I mean, really good guy. And – I was, I was definitely really close to being in the ACC for the first time.
0: There were folks who thought because some other Gonzaga players were moving on or graduating that you might have been this like 35 minutes per game superstar with the Zags <laughs> that you've turned out to be with the Demon Deacons. Um, at what point did you just decide that you needed a fresh start? And, of course, I'll follow up asking you, you know, what were those biggest – factors that made you pick the Demon Deacons out of all those options you had in the transfer portal?
1: Um, yeah, uh, I'd say it really, it really just started with needing a new uh, scenery, I'd say. Um, like I said, I loved Gonzaga. I loved my time at Gonzaga. And um, I never ran away from adversity or hardness. Um, I tried to get through it again my sophomore year. And, I mean, it just didn't work out. And, like I said, like that's I'm, I'm fine with that. It didn't work out and um, I was able to find a new opportunity um, at Wake Forest, and now I'm making the most of it.
0: Whether you are moving locally, nationally, or even internationally, and whether you're a residential or commercial customer, please consider our friends at XL Moving and Storage, an award-winning Allied Van Lines agent with offices in Greensboro and Raleigh. Thanks to their 25 years of experience helping North Carolinians all across the state, With their moving and storage needs, XL has become the trusted hometown North Carolina moving services company. Our good friends Jim Dorsett and Jody Hatley, along with their hardworking staff, offer customized, tailored relocation and storage solutions to the people of North Carolina and beyond. Visit them online today at XLMS.com. That's E-X-C-E-L-M-S dot com. Coach Forbes flew out to Washington, met you face to face last spring. I know you visited Winston, so you got to see the facilities this time unlike during COVID. You got to meet the guys who turned out to be your future teammates. How do you boil down what about Wake compared to all those other options made it feel like the right fit?
1: Um, I say I had a really good visit. Um, I mean mainly just a lot of the time on my visit I was just with Coach Forbes like everywhere. Like normally you'll go on a visit and they'll put you with like a manager or they'll put you with one of the assistant coaches. And I was, I mean, I was touring Winston-Salem with Coach Forbes in his car, in his Mercedes. So, uh, I mean, that was great being able to start building that relationship with him then. And um, then just also being around the rest of the team, uh, being able to build that chemistry. I just felt like it was, I was already at home, you know, so that really helped with my decision for sure.
0: I have nothing against Nebraska or the Midwest. I have nothing against Washington State or the Northwest. But I am curious, how does living in the great state of North Carolina strike you as someone who has lived in two, two other parts of the country?
1: I honestly don't think it's been that different. I mean, definitely the Midwest, uh, you get a lot more snow than uh, both of those. But, I mean, other, other than that, I mean, I think it's been – Pretty much the same, I'd say.
0: There were two other transfer guards. Alondis Williams came from Oklahoma State. Tyree Appleby <laughs> came from Florida. I want to ask Coach Forbes, like, do you have some kind of secret sauce when it comes to these transfer guards? Because in some cases, Hunter, and I don't know how much you or your family, like, did a deep dive research on this stuff. Some of it you can just do on Google, right? Um, like, Alondis Williams was not even a great player at his previous school. And then he's the ACC player of the year for the Mm -hmm. Demon Deacons. Like, that story does not happen very often. You've probably figured out you're going to be on the All-ACC team. Now, I don't know where on the All-ACC team, but you are one of the best players in this league. Was (laughs) was your ability to see it happen with other dudes who play your position a major factor in being able to envision yourself as the next guy, uh, along with, like, a Boopy Miller for Coach Forbes at Wake Forest?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely, and I feel like that was part of their pitch to me to, um, during recruitment, um, being able to show me exactly what they'll do with me and being able to show me how they've done it with prior players was a, um, a big thing for me, especially um, when Coach Forbes came to see me in Spokane. Um, he was able to show me film, how they'll use me and uh, different situations and opportunities that I'll have being at Wake Forest, and I think it's definitely like you can see just the type of freedom and confidence Uh, guys like me and Boopy play with uh, different transfers coming here. And um, I feel like it's definitely helped us both out for sure.
0: You're among the ACC's leaders in playing time as you visit with us here, about 35 minutes per game. That is more than twice the amount that you played on average during your time at Gonzaga. But what amazes me about your story, I know you're going to tell all ballers feel better when they play more minutes, right? Like that part I get. But you've also gone from a 25% three-point shooter to a 42% three-point shooter. That does not happen very often, Hunter. So, what has allowed that to happen? The system, your teammates, you must have worked your tail off in the gym on your shot, and you were already good at a lot of other things, but just help me understand that evolution because you might be the you might be voted the most improved player in the ACC that's an actual award i don't know if you knew that but you're certainly one of the top candidates
1: um yeah i just say the work that i put in this summer um i knew coming to wake forest that i have an opportunity to play and i just wanted to be ready for uh you know whatever that came with it so um this summer i really got in the gym with my uh with one of our assistant coaches and i mean we went to work and three-point shooting was a thing that i knew i needed to improve so i mean we really hammered at that and uh we really seen improvement, like right away. So, I stuck with it, got a lot of confidence in it, and um, you know, I'm just staying with it, shooting it with, with a lot of confidence.
0: You had a 33 point night against NC State not too long ago. Now, I, I know you've been a McDonald's All American and you won a state championship in high school, and you've had all sorts of other great success. But for those of us who will never feel the feeling of that kind of night, tell us what it feels like to to just be in that zone where I don't I can't put words in your mouth but it felt like every time you went up I felt as a viewer that the ball was going in
1: yeah um definitely that night I seen a big basket um I got a lot of shots to go in early and my teammates did a great job of just keep feeding me and uh finding me in spots they know I can score the ball so I mean it was definitely I had a, a special night uh against NC State and I mean we came out with the win we had a you know, a hard-fought win, and, I'm, I mean, I'm just happy we got it done at home. Y'all
0: are the only ACC team that is undefeated on your home floor, 14-0 and with Duke coming to town. What would you say is your favorite thing about playing at the Joel, and why do you think your team is so much harder to beat, um, especially on your home floor?
1: I mean, we have great fans. Um, If you look at each, each home game we got, you know, it's a packed house, and uh the fans are rowdy. I mean, they show up with a lot of energy, and they um, – I mean, they translate their energy to us on the court. And I feel like just at the Joel, we play with a lot of confidence and a lot of freedom and a lot of swag. And that's something that Coach Forbes preaches to us. Just go out there and have fun and uh, play with a lot of swag. So I feel like we do that really well and at a high level at the Joel.
0: I am a better person and a more effective business owner for having known and learned from Emily Parks over many years now. Emily's company, Organize for Success, helps multi-passionate business owners and executives bring harmony to all the layers of their lives, from work to side projects, from friends and family to hobbies, community, and beyond. With Emily's help, you too can make every minute matter. She helps you determine what earns your time and how to efficiently accomplish what matters. One of the many things I love about Emily is that she does not impose her will on her clients. She listens to them, that way, she can better help them cultivate the lives they want to live. You can set up a complimentary call with Emily today by visiting OrganizeForSuccess.com. That's Organize, F O R, success.com. Everyone's talking about the Deeks as an NCAA tournament bubble team right now. Do you and the guys pay any attention to bracketology? Do you talk about it, or do you mostly leave that for the media and the fans to to discuss?
1: Um, We try to leave that for the media and the fans to uh, figure out. I mean, the biggest thing on our mind is just winning the next game. And, uh, I mean, that's all that we can control. So uh, I feel like just focusing on the next game gives us the best chance and the best opportunity to win it. So that's all we can do.
0: You're a really easy guy to talk to and a fun guy to interview. I'm curious, about a week ago, you wrote a really personal story for the uh, Wake Forest Official Athletics website. For those who want to check it out, godeeks.com. I thought it was really cool and really well written. You know the deal, not all people like to share all of their inner feelings and their ups and downs.
1: Why did you choose to share with the world some emotions that are very personal things? Um, I mean, I just feel like it's part of my story. And I feel like um, I've been through a lot, especially during college. And I just, I mean, I want everybody to hear it and I want everybody to, you know, kind of, it might be some people that relate to it. It might be some people that, you know, enjoy reading the type of stuff. So I definitely enjoy um, writing about stuff like that and um, just always wanted to give credit to, you know, the people that surround me and the people that's helped me get this far.
0: He gives some shout-outs in there, so I encourage, including to Coach Forbes, but also some others. So I encourage folks to check it out at godeeks.com All right, lightning round here, Hunter, Hunter, so we keep your day moving. You can be as short as you need to with these answers. Um, if you knew you were going to be a first-round NBA draft pick, in today's world do you automatically turn pro or does name, image, likeness, and, and other changes in the system – does it make you consider a senior year at Wake Forest?
1: Um, I just think uh, best opportunity, you know. I mean, it's, it doesn't do me any good to go to the NBA and be out of the NBA in a year. So I feel like just being able to, you know, just look at whatever situation is best and uh, moving forward then.
0: On social media, at least some of your handles, the S in your last name, Salas, is a dollar <laughs> sign. What's the message there?
1: Um, I mean, just, you know, money, uh, cash, Hopefully when I shoot a jump shot is cash. Uh and I feel like it just goes it just goes together. Make the S a dollar shot.
0: It does work well. Uh what's your go-to pre-game music to either, I don't know if you try to get pumped up or calmed down or in
1: between. Uh either Lorne Hill or Erica Badu. I I'm really more of a chill type of guy. I like laid back music right before games. So I don't I don't really need, you know, a lot of hype before a game.
0: Favorite place to play besides the Joel? I'd say at Duke. Favorite sport to follow besides basketball? Football. Favorite NBA player?
1: Uh Kyrie Irving.
0: Whose game most looks like yours when you look in the NBA?
1: Um, I think there's a couple guys I say. Um I really like DeMar DeRozan, those uh Devin Booker, uh Shy Alexander. Um this is a lot of guys that I try to you know, take bits and pieces from their game and implement it into mine.
0: And the last thing for you, if I remember correctly, you you have a March birthday, right? Um, yep. I think you'll turn 21 next month. So I don't want to put words in your mouth, but as we thank you for your time and, and, uh, and uh, say goodbye for now, have you been living a dream these last six or so months at Wake Forest? Because I can't imagine it going much better than whatever your dream looked like. And, and do you dream about, you know, being in the NCAA tournament, maybe even around, if you want to, you can remind us your exact birthday, uh, only a few weeks from now?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like I've been living a dream. I mean, this is something that I couldn't even imagine would have happened just coming from like, the situation that I came from. And, you know, I'm just happy that my coaching staff has embraced me and allowed me to be able to uh, play the way that I'm playing in Wake Forest, and the Winston-Salem community has just embraced me the way that they have been. And uh, hopefully next month. I mean, we're dancing in March, and we're getting wins in March for uh, you know our whole Deak nation.
0: I admire your perseverance, man. You're a great player, and, and you have uh, just completely blossomed here in ACC country. So congratulations. I know a lot of hard work went into that. Uh, you, I admire your perseverance. Thank you for this visit on the David Glenn Show, and good luck the rest of the way.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.